This podcast is not canon. It is not endorsed by Lucasfilm, The Story Group, Disney, Delray, Fantasy Flight, West End Games, or anyone else with actual stakes in Star Wars. Again, this podcast is not canon. Welcome to Of Dice and Droids, a Star Wars tabletop podcast brought to you by the Tashi Station Network. Join Brian, Nancy, Rocky, Sho, Saf, Jay, and Game Master Tom in their original campaign, The End of All Things. Back to have dice and droids. Our uh, hiatus is over. We apologize for convention season getting in the way of uh, us recording, but we're here. We've got some big plans this month, and we're all set to go. Uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead and go around the horn and have everyone say hi. I'm Brian. Over there is Nancy. Hi. We've got Rocky. Hi. And I will now turn it over to Game Master Tom. Hello, hey everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming back and joining with us again. As Brian said, sorry that we've been away for a while, but um, we've been talking about wanting to play a lot, which um, really, if you're any kind of uh, role-playing game player, you probably spend as much time, if not more time, talking about playing as you do actually playing um, <laughs> if you don't have a, a regular game. But anyway, we're back uh, We're back with the uh, Rebel team, which uh, it's actually been quite a while since uh, they have uh, embarked on an adventure. So we're going to take a minute here at the beginning. We'll recap some stuff. We'll kind of get ourselves all back into where the team was when we left them. It was a rather precarious situation. Um, and then we'll get off and running. Um, so I'm going to ask uh, the three of you and um, uh, Nancy, we'll, we'll just start with you. Um, can you tell me anything you remember about where the team was when we last uh, we last uh, saw everybody? Yes, because I listened to the episode today. <laughs> that is cheating. No, that's great. <laughs> That is preparation. Uh, so we um, were had finished what we thought was the race, but were told that it was actually just part of it. Uh, and we're now going to embark on the, I guess, the next part and <laughs> have been informed that it's a race to the death. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Um, Brian or Nancy, uh, can you tell me another detail or anything else you remember about where where things have been left? <laughs> <laughs> I really should have listened to the episode again, too. Um, well, I know we're in Beggar's Canyon, and uh, that I can't remember the, the, the names, but several people had left. Um, we're given permission to leave, um, but everyone else was kind of there. Yes, we're the uh, we're the expendable amusement. Yeah, basically. 
Okay, that that's good. Um, does anyone remember exactly what is the what are the stakes of the race, or what had been the stakes of the race up to that point? What was, um, so, what was the reward for winning? What were the stakes for losing? Like what, what is the what does it matter? So why you were racing? We were told. Well, we're almost definitely going to die if we lose. <laughs> <laughs> um. When we kind of got into this, we were under the impression that uh, the reward for winning or uh, or yeah, for winning essentially was this wonderful technology and this chance to be part of these this hut crime syndicate. What we later discovered is this wonderful technology are actually members of the Carthac group that uh, that have been captured and are kind of being held against their will. That is all very, very true. Um, uh, does anyone remember, though, what the what the reward for winning the race actually is? Well, technology to help the Rebel Alliance. My brain just went blank, and for some reason, the thing sticking in my head is some kind of Starfighter plans. <laughs> A speeder. Speeder bike. Speeder plans. Uh, speeder bike plans, I think, was mentioned at one point. I think we've all just got it on our heads. Uh, if we don't do well, we're going to die. And we kind of forgot why <laughs> we're here. That is correct. You, <laughs> What you actually learned right around the same moment you learned that, you know, this was now a, a race to the death, was that the winners are going to be sent to work as guards servants emissary you know it's, it's a it's a, a broad and not very well defined role in service to somebody named nema the hut this doesn't seem like a prize <laughs> yeah you don't know who nema the hut is well out of game you probably know who nema yes. is in game you have no idea who nema the hut is um but that is that is apparently the prize for winning um the prize for losing is death and torture and, and pain unknowable um <laughs> so that is your current circumstance um sounds great and does anyone remember the very last thing that one of that someone else one of the other competitors said to you before we uh we finished up uh they said something regarding that they would they would help the rebel alliance i think if we helped them that they would they would be able to help the Rebel Alliance. That's correct. Uh, Bardwin, Bardwin, who is one of name. the members of the Karthak group who was forced into the race as one of your opponents, commented that if you helped him get out of the predicament, that he would give you and give the Rebel Alliance the thing that they need to win the war. Um, he didn't elaborate on exactly what that was, but um, that was the sort of verbal promise he made you, which uh, Lane, without consulting his two teammates, <laughs> um, just agreed to straight away. Um, of course he did. So you have you have made made Bardwin a, a particular promise here. Uh, so uh, as we're getting ready to uh, as we are getting ready to to jump in here, I would like everyone, as we always do, to start um, each uh, session. I'd like everyone to roll one of the force die, which are um, those white dice with the black um, dots and the uh, the black uh, circles 
uh, on it. Uh, roll one of those dice and let me know what your just one, and let me know what your uh, what your result is. Gee, I got one dark side. <laughs> I got two dark sides. Well, folks, we're after a great start here. <laughs> One dark side. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is going to be good. Okay, so the 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 uh, the force point pool for this particular session uh, was three dice because there's three of you playing. And we end up with four dark side points and zero light side points, which if you don't remember or for those of you listening who, who may not be familiar too much with the system, um, the force die is a die that allows us to basically use... Um, use kind of like story points during the game to inject uh, small amounts of additional story into the game, uh, you know, give characters a small piece of equipment or an extra piece of knowledge that perhaps they wouldn't have had the foresight to think of, but to give it to them at a crucial moment. However, the way that the balance works is dark side points can only be used by the GM, me. Light side points can only be used by the players, all of you. And at the moment, I have all of the points and you have none of the points. Um, so uh, there will be no player usage of of force points until i the gm use at least one point and flip it to the light side so that's a great start um good job all of you um, <laughs> keep up the good rolling and, uh, all right uh anybody else with a with a question either in game or out of game before we get started because then we'll, we'll just jump right in and we'll go uh, i think i'm set set good rocky nancy you guys set yep ladies let's do this okay cool Cool, cool. I want to make sure. Um, so here we are. You guys are standing out um, in the middle of the canyon. You have been uh, ordered to the other side of Beggar's Canyon where the the death part of the race is going to work. It is you. It is the three of you. It is Barwin. And it is uh, one member of um, uh, of Sunny's sort of racing gang, her, her sort of heavy who is still in the race. So there's five of you at the moment. Um, as you uh, head across in the sort of little speeder car that you had been racing in before to the uh, beginning starting area, um, still watched by Zertok and a number of other uh, individuals up on the plateau, um, you notice that at this sort of makeshift new starting line, there are 10 individual speeder bikes sitting at the starting line which were not there earlier, obviously, when you sped into the canyon during the previous race. As you approach, Zertok informs all of you that you're to abandon your current vehicles and that you will all be riding on these individual speeder bikes. Um, and <laughs> while I don't have a picture of it, you can just imagine the speeder bikes that they're riding on Endor. Um, you know, those basically single-seater uh, speeder bikes that you could carry a second person on, but they're generally just a single seater speeder bike that there are 10 of those. And he wants all of you to get onto a single speed speeder bike. <sighs> I feel like the soundtrack to Mad Max Fury Road should be playing in the background. <laughs> Better hope not. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I walk over and take a look at the take a look at the speeder bike. Um, let's see. Can I make a mechanics check uh, to see if I notice anything unusual about this speeder bike? Like there was unusual about our last speeder. 
Sure thing. Uh, and given the fact that you kind of had previous knowledge or you you know a little bit more about what you might be looking for, given your previous experience, we'll just say that you're going to make this roll against a single purple difficulty die. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so... It's, it's pretty easy. So my mechanics is one yellow, one green, and we'll go against a single purple. And I've got two successes and a threat. Okay. Um... So you uh, just take a quick peek at one of the bikes. You really only get a chance to look over one of the bikes, but you can't possibly imagine why any of the others would be different. You notice that there is the same uh, sort of uh, same sort of like dampening device that was on the other speeder that looks like that this will restrict slightly both the speed and the altitude at which this speeder bike could reach. Um, it looks like that it is uh, a similar um a similar setup as to the previous um to prevent you guys from uh you know uh trying to get away or anything um given your experience with the previous one you figure that there's probably some sort of a um detonation or otherwise incendiary device um, that goes along with it um okay could and yeah, that that's really that all that you are able to uh, divine uh, from looking at it. Could I make a perception check to see if I can spot anything explosive on there? Uh, sure. Okay, and that's going to be same difficulty rating. Okay, so yellow, green, and purple for me. A uh, single success. Um, you aren't able to spot anything that definitely looks like it's an explosive. The, uh, part of the bike that looks odd to you, that looks like it's been tampered with to, to dampen the, um, the, the operation of it, um, actually involves some of the interior of the bike that you can't actually view without taking off part of the chassis and like looking inside. So you would imagine that if there is any sort of explosive device, it's probably inside the spear itself, both to protect it from just going off accidentally during like any kind of movement and to ensure that like it would cause the maximum amount of damage um, slash be secure enough that somebody simply riding the bike couldn't also disarm it while they were just trying to ride away. Okay. Um, uh, but that's your best guess. Gotcha. A uh, couple quick questions just because I couldn't remember the sp- couldn't remember the specifics. What height were we warned at not to exceed? Um, I, I believe it was like 50, 30 meters or 30 feet. Okay. I believe how, it was like 30 feet. Okay. And how far up is the hut right and now? Yes, I know. Star Wars generally uses the metric system, but whatever. <laughs> uh. How far up this, is the hut from where we are? How far? Yeah, how it sounded like there was some kind of grandstand he was on looking oh, down. He's at us. on they're on like a plateau. Um, so if you look at the the map that we had in the kind of center of um, the, you know, the, there's it's basically like a feet. The Beggar's Canyon is basically a figure eight. So the the top hole of the eight where on the northern part of the track in the middle of that little black area on the map, there's like a plateau. And that is where Zertok is watching from along with the rest of the the crowd. Um, It's pretty high up. It's definitely uh, probably a good 75 to 100 feet um, above you. Okay. Probably closer to 75. 
Okay, that's all good to know. I, uh, I'm kind of done inspecting, inspecting the bikes, and I turn back to my team. So do they look safe? Uh, they, if by safe you mean explody, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, we're probably all gonna die. <laughs> How many... So besides Zertok and the Twi'lek, how many people from the Hut gang are around in the area watching the race? There are in total probably around 25 people on that plateau. Okay. Uh, between uh, Zertok and his associates, between Sunny and some of her associates, um, the members of the Red Key gang that he allowed to sort of duck out of the race after the first segment, um, and then uh, just other random like guards and other people who are watching who whom you aren't uh, familiar with. Probably about 25. Okay. And then there are a few droids, if you count droids. So are they, but they're all in the one area, correct? Yes, they're all on the plateau. And we're down below. Correct. So, what would happen if we just took the speeder bikes and got the hell out of there? So, I'm going to guess that in addition <laughs> to whatever uh, dampener that's there to restrict, that's there to warn us and blow us up if we get above you're, a certain height, I'm betting there's remote a remote it. trigger on it too. So, we probably don't want to do that. We should probably not do anything that might get us killed now. Well, we'll have plenty of opportunity to do those things later. No, but I have a plan. Oh, God. But we need to get the race started first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to race. We're going to race yes. for a little bit. Okay. Just for a little bit. We need to help this other guy, Bardwin. Remember? Yeah, and uh, he he'll He's be with in us on the plan. Uh, <laughs> so I walk over to Bardwin, and outside of earshot um, of the rest of my team, I let him I let him in on what I'm planning. It's a crazy plan, and I'm no and no doubt he gives me a look of insanity. But I think I can make this work. Are you sharing the plan with the rest of your team? I, I certainly can, yes. Um, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't have to. I'm just asking. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wave them over to... Uh, to discuss this plan. So here's what I'm thinking, team. There's an explosive there's an explosive pack hidden inside each one of these speeder bikes. We've been warned not to not to go above 30 feet. I'm thinking once you're above 30 feet, it triggers a detonator. I want to set one or more of our speeder bikes once we're on sort of on the return 
we we jump off and we configure the speeder bike to we j- we jam the throttle with something and we uh send all power to the repulsor lifts to shove it above 30 feet right in front of the hut and we kill that thing okay but I don't know if it will kill them because they're higher up than the well, explosion let's, level. Let's put it this way. We're not getting out of here alive by just racing. This buys us a distraction to get the heck out of here and to somewhere else and to cover. Okay. We need a plan about where to go after we do this. And we need... Whoever's bike is blowing up, they have to have somewhere to go so they don't blow up with the bike. Yes. So we either have to have a place to hide in the canyon, which there probably isn't many of them, or another transport out of there. Are there any transports anywhere around that are like, not the speeder bikes? Are, there, are they moving our speeder that we came in with out of the, out of the canyon? Um, I mean, the speeder, you've disembarked from it. There are a few droids, just like kind of protocol and, and uh, maintenance droids around. It looks like they were responsible for bringing the other speeder bikes. You have no idea if they're going to move your your uh, your previous speeder or not. That's probably not something you'll know until you start racing or, or take some other action. Because um, at the moment, it's just sitting there. Okay, I'm open to any other ideas here. I mean, the only other idea is to jump back in the speeder and get run the hell out of there. But then, of course, we... There's still a remote detonator on that speeder. Yeah. Well, they I'm assuming there is. as soon as they know we're doing something. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. While you are debating what you want to be doing, uh, you watch as there are as a another a large sort of cargo speeder um, comes careening into the canyon and stops about fifty yards from your position. Okay. Uh, two uh, very uh, burly-looking thugs um, get out of the cargo van first. Um, and behind them come five individuals in various uh, various forms of of distress. Many of them have bruising and scarring on on their face or other exposed parts of their bodies, like their arms or their legs. All of them are wearing very basic um, clothing or um, clothing that is uh, soiled or ripped or or otherwise torn. None of them look like they've been well cared for, well fed. Most of them look like they haven't probably slept very well. Um, all the hallmarks of um, prisoners or, 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 or something similar. Uh, there are five of them. They are marched without uh, too much fanfare or conversation. And the five of them are, by these two very large-looking guards are each strapped onto one of the other five, one of the remaining five speeder bikes. Um, their hands actually lashed into place on the speeder bike so that they are, their hands are basically gripping 
the you know the two sort of parts of the speeder that you would hold um and their hands are basically tied to those um and so it looks like this group of uh five racers that would have been you bardwin and uh the other gang member um has now become a full race of 10 participants I bet those are the guys that we were trying to rescue at some point. Do do, do I see a heavy set gentleman there by any chance? <laughs> uh, you do not see a heavy set gentleman there. Okay. I will find you. <sighs> you do not see Malakula. Aww. You lied to him. I haven't lied yet. I will find him. Mm-hmm. I will find him. And I will get him to Dathomir so he can frolic with the Rancors. Well, that's never <laughs> going to happen if we don't not die. Well, does anybody have a better plan than shove an exploding speeder bike in that hut's face? Well, the problem is, so now that there's ten bikes, I'm assuming that there can only be one winner of the race. Well, they did say it would be a race to the death. So, but what I'm meaning is, like, before we were kind of racing together, now we're all going to be racing against each other. So even if one of us wins the race and wins That means the that the plans, rest of us are dead, so we need a... Yes. We can't play by these rules. So even if we win, we lose. <laughs> so we can't play by these rules. No. All right, then we break the rules. It, I guess we're exploding a hut. God help Bardwin, us. what do you think about exploding a hut? Uh, Bardwin hasn't really been paying attention all that much. He's <laughs> he been a little he distracted. Know you. <laughs> he uh, was taking a look at the individuals who had been brought over and lashed to the speeder bikes, um, but he shakes his head and it doesn't look like he actually recognizes anybody who is on those speeder bikes. Okay. Um, he turns kind of haphazardly back to you when he hears you ask him a question um, but it's clear as I said that he hasn't been paying attention he just says to you like whatever you know whatever you're, whatever you think is going to get us out of here alive let's do it I don't really care um, but you know I hope you've got something planned I, I, I think I got something just stick close hmm Okay. Okay. Um. Any last thoughts before we try exploding a hut? Do we recognize any of the prisoners? I'm assuming we don't if Bardwin doesn't. Uh, no, you don't recognize any of the prisoners. Well, right now, exploding hut is about the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Exploding hut at least gives us cover to get out of here and regroup. Or we could just run the race and then see what happens after that. <laughs> Will any of us be alive after that? Shrug emoji? <laughs> Only one way to find out. I mean, 
our 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 options right now are run the race, hope one of us wins, and then try to save the other people, and then or. Well, it's to the death. I think by the end, there's only one of us alive if we run the race. We already decided we're not playing by their rules, right? Yeah, I'm not playing by. I'm not playing their game, homie. Don't play that game. Um, I'm. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, team. I want to shove an exploding speeder bike in a hut's face. Okay. Do they have? Um. I'm wondering if you can try to figure out who has, like, if there are detonators for the speeders. Oh, if there are remote detonators? Yes. Or if it's an automatic thing. Um, you mean you, you want to try to figure that out? Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking that would be a good person to target. There's a very limited number of ways that you could find that out. <laughs> uh, absent finding some sort of like uh, remote, uh, like a signaling device for a remote trigger or something on one of the bikes or opening and taking one of the bikes apart, which you obviously can't do. Um, it would be difficult for you to figure that out with any level of certainty um, without getting verbal confirmation from somebody do we still have those blasters the ones we found in the speeder i believe we do yes so we still have them on us mm -hmm. we've got two blasters among the three of us well whenever we blow up one person's speeder then then the other will be armed I guess. I don't know if two blasters is going to be enough to uh, <laughs> to get out of this. Is, um, that's one more question. While, while you are all debating and, and trying to figure out what, uh, what to be doing, the two sort of burly guards that lash the prisoners to the bikes look around and realize that like all of you are just standing around and they start to slowly walk towards you as if they're going to force you into some action. They're several yards away, so they're not like right on top of you, but they're clearly headed headed towards you. Come on. Come on, team. Exploding speeder bike in a hut's face. Okay. All right. Sure. Excellent. Why not? Let's go claim our bikes then. Okay. So, I... I nominate Lane to explode his bike. <laughs> it's his idea. I nominate him, too. Yeah. All in favor? I. Lane, you're exploding your bike. I'm happy to explode my bike. So if there's a bigger one, pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm happy with this plan. I'm the only person happy with this plan. So I go and uh, grab myself a speeder bike. I go get on a bike while giving the guards a dirty look. And do, and do the Poe. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Rocky going to jump onto a bike as well? I am. Okay. Um, so you all get onto bikes uh, just about the time that those two guards show up and they uh, give you all really dirty looks that you have been delaying the proceedings, but they walk on off the track and uh, um, just sort of move off to the side. Uh, Bardwin jumps onto a bike and uh, the last uh, thug guy jumps on as well. Um, from up above you, the Twi'lek, uh, who had been talking along with Zertok, um, announces that this is indeed a race to the death, that um, speeders will continue to race around the entirety of the canyon. Um, you are not to leave the canyon, uh, but you're to race in a circuit around the canyon until only one speeder remains. Um, and that you will race until the uh, the drives on the speeders either burn out or until um, seven of the or nine of the other competitors have been um, eliminated from the race. Uh, and Zertok um, says a few things in Hatiz, um, and the Twi'lek translates and says, uh, "Drivers ready, drivers set, and go!" And he, you know, starts the race and. All 10 of you guys speed off the line, um, headed around the first circuit of uh, Better's Canyon. Um, so what do you guys do? What's the first thing any of all of you do? At, at the moment, all of your bikes are at like uh, the third of five speed settings. So when they set off, you guys are, are moving at normal speed. If you want to increase or decrease your speed, you can. But what else are you doing as you go spinning around? Uh, up and around Beggar's Canyon. Okay, so I'm leaving it at that three of five setting. Um, and I'm... I, I'm actually... I'm actually hang, hanging towards the back of the pack. Uh, not, try, not trying to jump out way ahead. Um... Let's see. So the way this this uh, circuit's uh, kind of a figure eight, correct? Correct. Okay, got it. Let's see. So I'm I'm going th I'm going through, uh, kind of hanging towards the back. Um, Sort of, sort of just keeping an eye on the proceedings of the people in front of me, trying to feel out how they're how they're flying and what they're doing, um, just because I'm not sure how everyone's going to behave on uh, on this, and I feel like being towards the back puts less of a target on me. Okay, uh, Nancy, Rocky, what uh, what initial maneuvers or actions that are are the two of you going to take? I'm going to just try to maintain my speed and not do anything stupid. Watch everybody else around me to see if anybody is doing anything unusual. Or if I see anywhere good for us to hide whenever we blow up a speeder. And I follow okay. her and do the same thing. I'm trying to okay. stay close to my peeps. I want uh, both... Um... 
Rocky and Nancy, I would like both of you to make perception checks for me. Okay. One yellow, two uh, green. You're both going to make this against um, two purple dice. It's just sort of basic average uh, difficulty. Okay, so I have one yellow and one green. Uh, looks like one success. Uh, I have one success and one threat. One success and one threat and one success. Okay. Um, so uh, as the, the race is, is starting off and you're looking around, uh, Rocky, you notice that... Uh, there seems to be after the kind of first bend in the canyon, there does look like uh, kind of up against one of the walls. There looks like there are some like divots or some uh, almost like small alcoves that have been cut into the rock that if timed correctly, when you came around uh, one of the turns, you might be able to like veer into and uh, hide either with your bike or if you jumped off, like you could hide in there and you would uh, at least be uh, partially uh, concealed from the plateau above where the onlookers are. They would essentially see you turning around one corner briefly, um, but then you would just wouldn't emerge from the other corner. Um, and you think that while it would be kind of a difficult thing to do, cause you'd have to be coming into the turn almost at, you know, at a good speed to make it look right that you would, you might be able to like dodge or hide your speeder bike in there for a few moments. Perfect. Uh, Nancy, uh, you, you notice the same thing as, um, as, uh, uh, Kira sort of, uh, uh, points it out to you. And, uh, however, um, you also notice that the, uh, the kind of thuggish uh, guy who's still left in the race after Sonny uh, disembarked um, has been sort of uh, boring a hole through the back of uh, Lane's head this entire time. He's been staring at him ever since um, he got onto his speeder bike um, and has kind of a, uh, you know, tractor beam like vision, you know, watching Lane as he like drops back in the race and um, is keeping very, very close tabs on him. Uh, well, so I'm going to follow that. I'm going to try to get closer to that guy. Okay. And try um, to in addition, as the race goes storming off, um, a couple of things happen. First, um, this same thug actually, as soon as the race is starting, he moves his leg to the left and kicks really hard at the speeder bike of the prisoner who was right next to him on the starting line. Um, that prisoner's speeding bike goes careening off to the left um, as it's been knocked off course and he smashes right into the wall at Ooh. pretty full speed um, and is killed instantly. So there are now only nine racers left as the race starts, including four prisoners because one has died. Um, a second prisoner 
uh, leans back too heavily on his bike as he tries to uh, instantly throttle up to the highest speed to get off the line, and presumably get away from some some of the other people. Um, and he points his bike almost straight up and uh, he goes flying off into the air. Um, he rises up very quickly um, and uh, very, very fast. And before he can kind of recorrect and point the sh- the speeder back down, um, he rises over the uh, limit of the the height limit that you guessed was still in effect. And uh, after a few seconds of that, as he's just being getting to write the uh, the speeder, uh, the back of it explodes, sending him flying forward off his speeder um, and into the side wall of the canyon, uh, also uh, killing him uh, and bringing shards and pieces of speeder bike down onto the track um, that all of you just barely, you know, make it past without getting hit. So two racers are already out of the race just as it started. Um, and the rest of you are sort of careening around the track. Um, for the most part, it looks like at least at the moment, everyone is kind of keeping a little bit of distance from each other. Um, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of interaction, but, uh, you know, it's only a matter of time before people start getting desperate, um, and start, uh, you know, taking chances, um, to try to stay alive. Okay. So, uh, uh, D and Kira, you two have the blasters because I was driving the last speeder. Mm-hmm. Okay, just just so I, just so I remember that. So yes, can, Lane, I believe you are unarmed. Okay. Can I um can I attempt to um take out the thuggish guy because I got, I got a bad feeling about him. Um, how would you like to take him out? With my blaster. <laughs> that usually works. <laughs> I don't I doubt anyone will be upset because it's a fight to the death supposedly. I'm assuming that's, you know, what they they want us to kill each other. So, it's like the Hunger Games in here. Um, so you have a blaster pistol and you actually have some ranks in using those types of things so mm-hmm. you could certainly take a shot at him um maybe i don't actually you know want to want to kill him but you know disable the bike at least you know i'm not a murderer <laughs> <laughs> you're not get him okay. off the bike uh, only when it's necessary okay um sure so you can you can set up to try to shoot uh the bike to cause some damage to it um you're moving at a pretty high speed so um it's actually going to be a kind of upgraded challenge for you you're trying to hit a moving target while also moving um and he's obviously also trying to uh he's trying to avoid getting hit uh-huh. So sure, let's uh, make a die pool of your your light ranged combat skill, which is going to be a yellow and two greens. Okay, and you're going to put that up against uh, two purples. Oh, no, and a red. Ugh. All right. And you're aiming for his bike, right? Yes. 
I will aim for the, 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 the front part of the bike, like where kind of the controls are. Oh, where the, those uh, stabilizing yes. Uh, yes. fins are? That's what they're called. I don't know what the technical term for them are, but the stabilizer thingies. Yes. Yes, aim for the thingies. <laughs> All right, here we go. One success and then one advantage. What? Yes! <laughs> nice! Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also now want you to hold Okay. Um, one success and one advantage, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So you get off a couple of shots um, that strike the front of the speeder um, without too much trouble. Um, Uh, and let's see, I'm going to have to roll for him as you have hit the vehicle. I have to see what happens to it. So give me one second here. All right. Um, so you, uh, like I said, you hit the front of his speeder. Um, just as you're kind of coming out of a turn, one of the one of the turns, and you send his speeder bike kind of careening off uh, to the left off the track. Um, he actually ends up going up on an embankment that's bringing his ship up off the ground off the track um, while you guys are kind of speeding around on the lower on the the lower portion, the low road um, around. Uh, and he goes disappearing off over. Um, as this ridge kind of rises up a bit out of sight, he goes flying off, you know, onto this ridge. Um, his, uh, speeder bike is shaking violently and there's smoke pouring out the front of it. Um, but he kind of goes careening off the side of the track and you no longer see him on the track. Okay. I take note of where that is. Okay. Because I'm thinking that something like that might be a good place for us to disappear later on. Okay. Yes, the more disappearing places, the better. Yes. All right. Uh, Kira, as you're watching that, um, you feel a sharp jerk uh, and collision, and you see that one of the prisoners has intentionally steered his bike and crashed, you know, and is like banging into the side of yours, trying to knock you off the bike or to damage yours. Um, so I need you to make a I need you to make a check for me. We're going to have you make Let's see. Are you more interested in trying to reduce the amount of damage to your bike or you stay on the bike? Stay on the bike, definitely. Okay. 
All right. So I'm going to have you then make a. Do you have any skills? Oh, no. We're going to have you make a coordination. Yeah, a coordination check. Or athletics, whichever the two you have kind of more um, skill and more um, ability in, you can make either one of those two checks. I think coordination. Do you have any ranks or is that one of your career skills? It is a career skill. It's a nice little green check mark next to that. Cool. So uh, go ahead and do the two yellow, one green. You're going to play against uh, three purple dice. All right. Two yellow, one green, three purple. Two successes. Wow. Wow. You're you're all rolling uh, quite well. Um, Weirdly well. (laughs) Yes. Distressingly well. That was not an idea for the dice, but. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. So you're um, able to kind of keep yourself pretty balanced. Um, It's you're not really actually in danger of of uh, of falling off um, all that much. Uh, However, you are going to. Your speeder bike is going to suffer a little bit of trauma, like hull trauma, um, because uh, you are more focused on keeping yourself on the speeder bike rather than trying to steer it away from danger as much. So um, it definitely took some damage. Um, so it's going to suffer a couple points of hull damage, but you're it's still in relatively good shape. But um, if he, you know, if you keep getting jostled around like that um, in a little while, you're going to have to start to get worried about your speeder bike retaining its integrity. Um, but for the moment, you're OK. That's good. Yep. Uh, at this point, you've all made a complete circuit of the canyon. Uh, OK. Um, racers uh, left. Did you have a question? Yes, Nancy? I have a question. So, what happens if we? Um, I'm guessing we have to do this anyway because whenever we do this exploding trick, we're gonna have to get away. But like, is it possible to like? Are there places where we can leave the core? Now that we've done a a circuit, how can we check to see like how many places we've seen, like if we could get off the course or, you know, even if we, you know, ditched our bikes, if we could hide? Um, I mean, you, I mean, you made that check when you first started and mm-hmm. saw those that kind of place near one of the first turns. Mm-hmm. Um, there is obviously the um, trail that actually leads you out of the canyon. It's 
the means by which you entered the canyon originally. There's obviously that. Right. Uh, and as you make the complete full first circuit, there do see some pla- do seem to be some other places here and there. These small alcoves, these other sort of. Uh, cracks in the walls that are near turns and things where you may be able to like jump off a bike or hide or, or something like that. Uh, the only thing to keep in mind with all of these places is you're still fundamentally in a Canyon. Mm -hmm. So anyone who comes looking for you, there's only so many places you can be. Uh, there's really only the one assuming you don't have access to like a starship or anything that can actually really fly out of there. Um, there's really only the one entrance and exit into Becker's Canyon. It's a bummer we don't have a beck and call. <laughs> Indeed. Um, let's see. So we're we're wrapping up the first circuit right now. Yes. Okay, so as we're coming through um Coming through that straightaway into the last turn before that before the start line, um, uh, I begin ratch slowly ratcheting back my speed, and I kind of look behind me with this uh, look of shock and confusion um, as my speeder bike loses speed as um, as as, uh, as I'm progressing through this last turn, and I come to a stop right under the plateau where uh, our f- our favorite hut and his cronies are and um, I- I'm feigning this I'm feigning this act of uh, what in the world happened my speeder bike is dead and I hop off and uh, kind of press myself in between the bike and the canyon wall and I- I'm looking I'm looking at it try uh, I'm looking at it as if I'm trying to figure out why it's not working Um. And at this point, I'm assuming I am in dead last place and everyone's moving along, al- move, moving along without me. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to continue this act while the rest of the crew takes another lap around. Uh, OK, so Lane has jumped off his bike um, and is, you know, miming or at least uh, playing at. Uh, potentially, you know, trying to fix it or, or figure out what is wrong with the bike. You are indeed in last places. You had been moving slower than anybody else. Um, and so the rest of you continue to go zooming around. Um, Bardwin looks back at you as he goes zooming by. Um, he tries to call out to you, but he's moving too quickly. And uh, he's also getting jostled by one of the prisoners. So he quickly has to abandon any attempts at conversation and has to get back to just keeping himself alive. As you all have made this first circuit, you notice that the three remaining prisoners have actually become a little more aggressive um, and are now actively, um, as with Kira, um, trying to physically engage your bikes, trying to jostle you, trying to push people off, trying to, you know, force you into the the walls of the canyon or otherwise um, actually kill you and eliminate you from the race. Um, whereas at the beginning of the race, they, they were all at least a little bit more docile and cautious. Um, um, okay. Well, that doesn't bode well for us. No, but uh, you're Kira, two of the prisoners, one on either side of you on each side of you actually both start like kind of taking turns, like hitting into the sides of your speeder and the, 
the uh, impact from both the left and the right sides, not simultaneously, but very shortly after each other, is causing your speeder bike to begin to list back and forth a little bit, and you're losing the ability to you're, you're you are struggling to try to keep your uh, speeder bike um, level and straight, uh, particularly as you're coming into these turns. Um, well. I was still only on speed setting three of five, right? Yeah. Well, why not speed up a little and, as I zoom out of the way, hope they crash into each other? Okay. That's, uh... See about that? That's totally an option. Uh, you don't really have any... Well, you have some piloting ability, not a ton. Um, so you can spend basically your you can basically spend your action to speed up um, to speed four, um, which will allow you to kind of push ahead of them. Uh, if you would like to try to push your luck a little bit and immediately go from speed three to speed five. Um, you're going to have to make a check. Uh, there's a little bit of danger of you losing control of your own speeder a little bit, um, particularly with the jostling that's going on. But if you pull this off, you you may actually be able to catch them enough by surprise to cause the, the intended damage to them if you would like to risk it. Hmm. I think I'm just going to try to go up to speed four and okay. not do something totally dangerous. All right. So, yeah, um, you're able to go up to, you know, just increasing the speed on the throttle a little bit is obviously no um, requires no check, requires no great uh, challenge. However, because you are only pulling away from them somewhat and they're still sort of jostling you as you're at least pulling ahead of them to force them to stop, you're going to have to make another check to uh, try to keep your balance and to stay on the bike. So you're going to make the same check you did before, um, but instead you're going to make it with two purple and one red instead of um, three purple um, because you're getting hit by two speeders. Two purple, one red, two yellow, one green. Uh, this could be fun. One success. Are my dice seriously being nice? This is very strange. That's it? Just one success? That's all it's showing. Wow. All right. So you, uh, you know, you just speed up and uh, you uh, pull away from them enough that you can, you know, level your bike out and you've now sort of pulled into the, the lead position. Not that that really means a whole lot, um, but the lead position of the race as you go dashing around. Um, putting a little more room between you and those uh, those prisoners. Um, let's see. <laughs> Nancy. Yes. Would you please be so kind? Roll one setback die which is that black six-sided die <laughs> and roll one boost die which is the light the sky blue um uh or yeah the sky blue uh six-sided die roll roll one of each of those for me and tell me what the result is so one of the blue and one of the black yep okay 
Just those? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> One advantage. One advantage. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Um, never mind that. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, aside from just trying to stay alive, are you are you doing anything else at the moment as you guys go racing um, around? Where am I in the pack? Staying in the pack. Okay. No, well, I mean, where, like, am I towards, where is, where am I in the, in the race? Like, what's uh, my, what's you're kind of right in the middle. Pretty much okay. everybody is pretty much bunched up. The only person who, who, aside from, uh, you know, Lane, who's obviously stopped, the only person who has separated, uh, themselves from the race is Kira, who is the first person to really kind of speed up. And so she's pulled away a little bit. Everyone else seems to be on the same speed heading. Okay. Um, and now that the race has gotten more, a little more physical, some of the other racers seem to be hesitant to actually speed up too much. But that means that everybody is kind of right around each other. Um, okay. Uh, so you're kind of, you're right in the thick of it um, near the other prisoners and near, uh, near Bardwin. Okay. And, all of the other, so the the prisoners they they are like they're attached to the bikes, right? Yes, they okay. they're they're actually lashed to the the you know their hands at least are lashed to the bikes. Now you saw the two people who crashed mm-hmm. both went flying off, so they're certainly not lashed strong enough that you know they'll resist getting thrown off by a a crazy crash okay. or impact. But their hands at least they can't take their hands off the throttles off the the now you know. The, the controls right so other than the prisoners who else is it it's just me uh kira and bardwin correct yes okay and and lane okay yes does bardwin have a blaster too bardwin does not appear to have a weapon okay i want to i want to try to separate all of us from the from the pack uh so that whenever Lane enacts his plan that we can we are we're not trapped with everyone. Um wait, what do you want to do? I'm sorry. Well, I'm, no, I wait, now I'm it. rethinking it. So okay, so now I'm wondering, do I wanna get away from the pack so that I can be ready when this plan or whatever it is happens? Or do I want to try to stay with them so I can kind of like fill them in on, hey, when when this happens to be like, try to help them get off so they can help us fight or do whatever we're doing. Strength in numbers. Because I don't think they want to, if they're prisoners, they're probably not too keen on this race to the death type yes thing. but can you reason with them right now <laughs> well i'm not saying right now but once they see an explosion they might be more likely to listen to us so i think i'm going to stay where i am for the time being so i'm gonna but i'm gonna keep my blaster at the ready in case anyone tries to mess with me okay um just as you are making that calculation <laughs> Um, you hear, um, from somewhere far off, you hear the, um, 
reverberating sound of a blaster rifle shot. Um, and uh, then you it's followed by a second. And one of them pings off the front of your speeder. Oh. Um, the second one pings off the wall near you. Um, you're not really sure where the shots came from, but uh, your speeder jerks hard to the left, uh, you know, for a second before you're able to uh, correct. Um, and there is now a little bit of smoke coming off of your speeder bike um, and your your bike is slowing a little bit. Um, it's not, you know, you're not you're in control of it, but someone has shot at your speeder bike and has damaged it. And so you are listing to the back of the pack a little bit. Okay. Can I can I kind of like hang back and try to determine where it came from? Uh yeah. Um cuz I I have a suspicion of what it might be. Yes, you can make a perception check if you'd like. Okay. Um let's see what's my perception. One yellow, one green. Um, that's going to be against. Uh, uh, we'll just say two purple dice. Okay. Here we go. One success and two threats. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're fairly certain that. Uh, you are fairly certain that the shot came from uh, somewhere above the, like on uh, along the ledge of the walls of the canyon uh, above you. Okay. Uh, did not come from the plateau where Zertok and the others are, but it came from somewhere. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, somewhere uh, atop the walls of the canyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, as you're looking up. And uh, as you are like looking up and trying to to get a better approximation of its exact uh, the trajectory of the bullet and where it, it came from, one of the other prisoners takes that opportunity to slam hard into you when you aren't paying a ton of attention. You are going to suffer two strain, uh, and your uh, bike is going to take a bit more hull damage as you uh, get slammed into and and narrowly avoid getting careened into the wall. All right. Well. Um... I want to fight back against the person who's trying to get me off my bike. Okay. I'll shoot at their bike. Shoot at their bike. Okay. So uh, go ahead and make the same roll you did last time. We're going to do this against uh, two. uh, We're going to do this against two uh, difficulty. Okay. I have one yellow, two green, two purple. Here we go. <laughs> Three successes and two threats. <laughs> uh oh. So you're gonna suffer. But, but you're gonna, gonna be like happy it. Happy about it. This could be interesting. <laughs> okay uh so you're able to again fire into his uh his speeder much like you did the thugs uh, a minute ago um however 
uh, you take a you know another jostle as it happens. You actually cause his speeder bike to kind of uh, jerk to the right and crash into yours, and that causes <laughs> you to drop the blaster. Oh, oh. Uh, so you damn it! You drop the blaster, um, and it goes skittering along the ground as as you guys go speeding past. Uh, there is now considerable amount of smoke pouring out of the speeder bike of that particular prisoner. Um, and, uh, the two of you are kind of drifting slightly away from the others, not too far as your bikes have suffered enough damage that they, they aren't quite keeping up the same top speeds that, uh, other people are. Um, as you are, you know, sort of making your way, you have more or less made a, or are, are finishing up a second, um, a second full circuit, um, or at least he will be in the next, next couple of moments. Okay. So I, do I see them coming in range? Uh, they are definitely coming, you know, around to your neck of the woods there. Um, uh, lane. Yes. Okay. So I, I run toward run and grab the handles of the bike I pull back as hard as I can to flip the nose upwards, and I shove the throttle to full and let go. Where are you pointing this? Uh, straight up in the air uh, and towards the towards the uh, edge of the plateau above us. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> in other words, straight up. Towards the hut's face. Okay. I'm going to let you choose. You can make one of a piloting planetary. A or a mechanics check. I am definitely taking that piloting planetary okay so you could take the piloting piloting planetary check to try and force the bike in that direction or at least set it off on that trajectory without obviously continuing to um course correct it now on my sheet um i've um, got yellow yellow green and a black box with a red dash through it Right. So what that means is that you, one of your associated skills relates to checks of this uh, particular persuasion. So you have uh, you have skilled jockey. So we actually remove one rank uh, of difficulty from uh, all piloting planetary and pilot piloting space checks. So okay. essentially, you make it easier, which is good because this is going to be hella hard. <laughs> oh, great! Um, oh, dear. So you get, Please let this be my flirting with a wrath tar moment. Uh, not that hard. Um, <laughs> you get your two yellow and your green, and you're actually going to be facing uh, two red. <laughs> Uh, yes, two red dice plus a setback die because you are not actually going to be piloting this ship. You're essentially just like pointing it in one direction and letting the thr- throttle go. Um, 
with no ability to to you know course correct it if it goes if it goes off. So uh, two red and a black against your two yellow and a green. You should. Say I think it. our luck's about to run out. Oh, you didn't say the thing. The thing. I have a bad feeling about this. I have a really bad feeling about this. Really, really, really. So I wince as I let go and. Holy crap. <laughs> two successes and two threats. <laughs> the threats are bad. Though. I know the threats are bad, but I didn't fail. <laughs> oh, no. And as uh, and as it starts going up into the air, I shout, "We're eating Karelian fried hut tonight!" Oh my god! <laughs> On my speeder, I face palm. I also <laughs> face palm. Huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love when Tom makes those noises. <laughs> So, Lane, you send the speeder bike uh, up the side of the plateau here. Um, it rises up very quickly, um, and just with even a, a little bit of surprise on your part, the uh, the speeder bike is sort of holding trajectory and is sort of holding to the plateau even as it's rising up. Um, and you know, uh, you you would think it might be set off course or it might start to tip or something. Um, it's rising up pretty quickly. Um, it gets about three quarters of the way up the plateau, um, where it starts to sort of shake and shudder as it's kind of going over some uneven parts of the, you know, the side of the plateau. And as it crests the top, you hear the boom of its explosion. You're not immediately aware of or sure of if, um, it hit anyone atop the plateau or, or, or did its intended level of damage. However, you are immediately aware of the um, shards of uh, of molten hot, uh, you know, wreckage that are careening and raining down upon you where you are standing because you did not move. <laughs> um, so you are going to have to make uh, a check. Uh, I'm going to have you make a. Uh, either coordination or athletics, basically, to kind of dodge your way uh, away from the like raining fire and uh, metal that's coming down at you. Okay, I'll make a coordination check here. Three green against. Uh, this is going to be against four purple dice. Ugh. This is going to hurt. That would be uh, one single failure. Okay. One single failure. Only one. Only one. Everything else canceled out. I had four advantage, a success, four threats, and two failures. Okay. Um, Ryan... I'm going to have you want you to go to the link I'm about to drop in our little 
uh, Slack chat. Go to that link, and I would like you to press the button that says D100. Oh, no. Um, and just press it once. If you press it a bunch of times, it, it, so press it once and uh, tell me what you get. 82. A what? 82. Two? 80. Uh, sorry, eight, eight, two, oh, 82. 82. Okay. All right. Um, so <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> now I'm scared. Yes. So you uh, end up trying to dodge out of the way. You fail miserably. Um, the shards come sort of raining down on you. Um, you're going to suffer uh, some strain here. This is going to be... Uh, actually, no, you're going to suffer... Um, Basically, three wounds worth of damage. Uh, and you are now compromised. This is a critical injury that you've suffered. Um, so you are now compromised, which means uh, until the end of the sort of encounter, so for the duration of the race, all of your skill checks are going to incur an extra level of difficulty. Oh. Um, as you have not only been physically injured, but you've sort of been disoriented a little bit or, uh, you know, winded or, or just sort of knocked a little loopy or, you know, had the wind knocked out of you or you're just not totally right at the moment as you were trying to avoid um, severe injury. And so you are compromised. Ouch. Uh, d do I still have the wherewithal to at least keep running towards, um, where was it? The, uh, towards the, um, I'm, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty loopy, so I'm just running in yeah. some random direction. That's the, and the direction I choose is the race start and end line. Okay, so you start running towards that. Yeah. Uh, which is the opposite direction that the race is going. Exactly. Um, at the moment. Um, you, the rest of the racers, you sort of speed around starting your third uh, circuit here. And uh, both uh, Kira and Dia, when you look up, you can see that the explosion has sort of uh, caused the crowd atop the plateau to scatter and separate on the plateau. Um, Zertok looks relatively unharmed, if quite angry. Um, <laughs> there do look to be some go. people who are down on the ground in various states of injury. Um, it doesn't look like it had the intended effect of, uh, of killing the hut. Um, and he is yelling and screaming something, bellowing out in Hatice. Uh, you have no idea what he's saying. Um, as you guys go speeding around again. I either me or Kira should get Lane on our speeder. Yes. Which one of us is closest? Um, well, 
assuming he sort of did this as you guys were coming around, Kira, you would be there first because you are sort of ahead of the pack. Um, uh, Dia, you would be one of the last people. So either of you would have an opportunity. Okay. Um, Kira, you would either have to slow down or stop to pick him up unless you want to try to grab him on the run. Uh, Dia, basically the same thing. It'll be a little easier for you, Dia, because you're already going slower. Okay. Um, but either of you can do it. Well, I have some planetary piloting and some coordination, so I'll try to grab him on the run. <laughs> okay. Um, Brian, because you are compromised, I'm going to say that like, other than her calling out to you, you don't really get a chance to tell her no. <laughs> you really don't get a chance to object uh, to her trying to grab you. So, let's see. You're going to have to make a plan uh, a piloting planetary um check are you going to slow down first or just try to get him on the fly i'm just gonna try to grab him on the fly okay <laughs> uh, great ideas today okay so your planetary uh piloting skill is um, uh, three little green dice okay that's, that's not bad Yep, so you're going to take your three greens and you're going to have to do that against two purples, a red, and one black. I'm about to be hurting really bad here. (laughs) This is probably a bad life choice. I'm going to do it. I want to note for the record that the Merc team visited a spa. As we note every time we record. <laughs> and we are fighting to the death. Listen, a death you that started we this cause. when you intentionally set off a th- room of thermal detonators in your very first episode. <laughs> okay? You might have ended up at the spot too, but no. You set off a room of thermal detonators that should have killed you. Well, because they didn't, they didn't we deserve to go to the spa. Exactly. And on that note, <laughs> I have a, I have a failure and an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I know exactly what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> that was not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what happens. I'm about to get a bigger um, concussion, aren't I? So you don't pick up Lane in the manner in which you would. Uh, have wanted to uh, instead of actually uh, you know you go racing towards him and you're attempting to kind of grab him and like at least throw half him over the speeder bike so he can then kind of ride himself and get on with you or like li- pull him up onto it um, however you don't correct for the fact that you are going very very fast um, and instead of getting alongside him or getting near him enough that you can kind of grab him uh, you just hit him with your speeder bike. Uh, you just smack right into him, but uh, he ends up getting caught on part of the speeder and is now being sort of half dragged, half uh, just carried along on the side and back of your speeder bike and is sort of holding on to it, but also oh, no. being dragged because you're not very far off the ground. Um, so, Brian, um, uh, I'm sorry to say, um, you are going to take some <laughs> additional strain here. Okay. 
I have no long I have I have no longer done the stupidest thing on this podcast. <laughs> I'm in the running for that title. Okay. Um so you are going to suffer. Let's see. You are gonna suffer quite a bit. Um, <laughs> oh great. Yeah. So you're gonna suffer uh five strain and two more wounds. And I'm gonna have to have you uh roll another critical injury for me. <laughs> wow. Great. So another uh another you D actually 100. roll so do roll the D one hundred. Whatever number you get, add 10 to it. Oh. I didn't set out to try to kill anybody today. Oh, 18. So you rolled an 8 and you add it? Yeah, natural 8. Okay. Um, so that's actually not too bad. It's just the you get a bit more distracted. So you basically, you know, are going to take the injury you get, plus you're just going to end up getting more disoriented. Um, so you are actually going to be a little limited by the amount that you can do over the next, for your next turn. So your disorientation has actually just been increased by a speeder bike suddenly smashing into you and dragging you along the ground, uh, ripping up your, you know, your, your arms and your legs and, and just kind of otherwise causing lots of pain. So that's happening. Um, uh, meanwhile, Nancy, can I have you roll one of those uh, light blue dice and one of those black dice together again for me? Uh, what was that again? Light blue and black. Light blue and black. One light blue and one black. Okay. One boost and one setback. Okay. One success. One success. Okay. Thank you. Um, so you guys are headed around, uh, you still got, you know, prisoners kind of jostling and smacking into you. The explosion of Lane's speeder bike, uh, definitely, um, sort of just ratcheted up the general intensity of the race, um, as, uh, as well as, um, uh, Diaz, you know, trying to shoot one of the other prisoners with the, uh, blaster or shoot the, the bike rather. Um, so basically at every moment there are prisoners trying to smash into you guys and trying to, to take you out of the race. Um, Bardwin, um, for everything that's been going on, he's really just been entirely focused on not getting either pushed into a wall or thrown off of his, his speeder. So he hasn't really been doing a whole lot. Bardwin needs to step it up, man. <laughs> okay. So we're still in this race. Mm-hmm. Still Somehow. in this race. There's chaos going on. Uh, you know what? Think about what you're doing for the next like 20 seconds. I just have to grab a glass of water. Okay. Um. So there's chaos. Is there above. enough chaos to let us slip out? Close to it. I would say that that's a good idea to slip out. Now, the bikes have indicators. Do the bikes have indicators like when they're going to explode? Mm, there was a flashing red light, but I don't know. I think that was uh, 
just sort of an altitude indicator. Because mm, also, I think we might need like a back to tank at some point. That might help. We. And we also still need this this speeder technology <laughs> that we came for. Okay, I'm back. Although we really just need Bardwin. Right? Yeah. We need to get Bardwin out of here with us. Okay. Do we want to And we to- should probably not get people out of here with blunt force trauma anymore, so should we try to should should we try to escape? Let's signal yeah. let's see if we can try and signal Bar Bardwin. Okay. And use the chaos up top to make a break. I think, where I've, was it? Another, I just had another idea. I don't know if it'll work. I don't know if we'll create. A, I was like, maybe we could create another diversion by having, uh, I would say, me go on Bardwin's speeder, because my speeder was a little smoky, and explode my speeder. To create more. <laughs> I'm I'm down with that now. Where, where was that ramp, that thug? Hit? Yeah, that's Can what we I'm use thinking. that ramp to hurl the speeder at the plateau? I don't know. I wasn't even I don't even I wasn't even necessarily thinking of having to aim it or just to have it blow up as a Oh, look over here while we go elsewhere. I'm down with that. Because I don't know if I want to try that again. (laughs) Okay. So, yes? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So I'm going to... First, I'm going to try to maneuver so I'm, like, next to Bardwin. Okay. And indicate that... um, we should stay somehow indicate indicate to him that we're trying to make a run for it. Okay, I mean you're you're able to get pretty close to him. Okay, so I can talk can, to him. Like okay. talk to him. So I so I get close to him and I tell him. <clears throat> I tell um, him you don't have to do this with uh, what's it called. Um, you don't have to do this with like signals or okay. anything like that. Like you can get close enough that you could just tell him. Like, all right. So I'm going to get hey, dude, close to him. Make it run for it. <laughs> so I'm going to get close to him and tell him that uh, we, uh, uh, Lane is with Kira. I need to get on his speeder, or I'm going to rig my speeder to explode as a distraction, and then I'm going to get on his speeder, and we're going to. Get the hell out of the canyon. Well, everyone is distracted. And that is the plan. He replies back, how do you know the speeders won't explode if we leave the canyon? We don't, but we don't know we won't die if we stay in the canyon. Take it all the way to the exit and leave on foot. I mean, 
the bikes came out from outside of the canyon, right? That cargo transport. Uh, is that still there? Um, did did the anybody s- is still there? Oh, 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 yes. It has been moved off to the side. Um, uh, near your uh the speeder that you guys had used previously um <laughs> and the other speeders that were used uh the two burly looking guards who brought the prisoners in are sort of loitering around near okay. the uh the speeder van and the the other speeders so how many um how many guards are around there it, there's two of them okay so is it near a wall or any sort of thing uh, it is. They're okay. they're you know they're kind of pushed up against one of the walls in the canyon, okay. so that they're not really on the track. So then I amend my plan. Uh, okay. Well, so so we so me and Bardwin are together, and I tell him we are going to try to make a run for it. Um, we're going to use that trans. We're going to try to hijack that transport. Um. And then I need to get Lane and Kira's attention because I need to say, hey, head toward that transport. It's really just Kira's attention at this point. I'm in a very (laughs) dazed and confused state wondering where I am. So can I get close to Kira and yell at her? Um, you are pretty far back from Kira because okay. she was moving faster than everyone else. So there's quite a bit of space. You're going to have to speed up and you're going to have to make your way up towards uh, Kira in order for that to take place. Can I go the other way? <laughs> Can I go uh, you back could also slow down so that, you know, at the next uh, as you guys complete the next circuit, she will get closer to like lapping you. Okay. You could do that. So where, where exactly are we on, on the map? So, so, so the transport is where exactly at the race start end line? Uh, yeah, roughly. So on the actual map itself, okay. um, it is on the actual map itself. It's right near where it says stone needle pillar tops. Like it's kind of, it's off to the side near one of the walls, but it's like in that area because that's near where the start is. Okay. That's near where to the like entrance and exit of the canyon are. So am I closer Uh, to that or is Kira? What was that? Am I closer to that or is Kira? Um, Well, you sort of both just passed it. You guys are probably now almost halfway around your next turn because um, a few moments ago she raced through there and 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 picked up lane and you followed shortly after so okay technically you're still closer to it but um you know you're already like halfway through the next revolution of the circuit okay i'm gonna try to speed up then and catch them okay me and um so so you'll shift up trying to to catch them uh you're gonna have to weave your way back through some of the other prisoners who are still um jostling at each other and trying to knock each other around Mm -hmm. Uh, meanwhile kira is still a little bit ahead of everybody and is just uh smashing her way you know not smashing uh she's just making her way around um the next 
revolution. Okay. All right. What else is anyone else up to? Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna say it's gonna take through the the end of this circuit for you to get close enough to be able to have any kind of conversation with uh, okay. Kira. Do I have the wherewithal so. to try and pull myself onto the bike? <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm trying are. not. I'm trying not to steer weirdly or do anything that's going to destabilize Lane because he's basically hanging on by like sheer force of will or something. Yes, uh, you're you're able after you know a, a few moments you're able to uh, keep the bike balanced enough that Lane still kind of screwed up uh, is able to drag himself more fully onto the speeder behind you and kind of brace himself so that he can you know um, stay onto the speeder. That actually is slowing you down a little bit since you have to be a little more cautious. Um, enough that Kira is, is uh, I mean, Dia is able to close some of the gap between the two of you. Um, yeah, but you are now, Lane, you are now on the speeder bike. I, I slump against, <laughs> uh, I, I slump against her a bit and I, and I just, and I just mutter, where am I? And I just, I just reply something like, on a bike again. Oh. <laughs> Great. There we are. In the car again. <laughs> um, so. Yes. Oh, so I, so I'm, I'm I guess I'll, we'll, I'll get, Caught up to them? Or, Kira, do you want to do anything while I no, get I'm, caught up to you? Uh, I'm... Just keep flying! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I will keep... Kira, you're gonna have to slow down or I'm gonna throw up on you. Okay, fine. I slow down a little bit. Oh, good. <laughs> Can I catch them now? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so I'm going to say, hey, um, that transport's still there. Let's create another diversion and get out of here. And I tell, so Kira still has her blaster, correct? Yes. Okay. So, Kira, you should head towards the guards. So, okay. So I'm thinking you should head towards the guards first, firing. Then I will get off my bike, rig it to explode, to crash near them, and rush onto the transport with Bardwin. All right. As long as I don't hit Lane in the process. Or cause him any more damage. Well, he'll still be We've on the he'll, he'll still be on the speeder with you until until we take care of the guards. <laughs> so I want to try to aim like one of those speeders like at the guards. So either they smash into the guards or they have to run, jump out of the way. You know. <laughs> Sounds good. Theoretically. 
All right, so explodination. Yes. So shooting first. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to come in shooting first because this is a great plan. <laughs> okay. Uh, yep, me- shooting first never went wrong. M- meanwhile, I look over at Bardwin and point up and say more booms. Go, go back to sleep. Hey, go back to sleep, Lane. Nice, comfy bed. Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to have Kira is going to take some blaster shots at these guys. Mm-hmm. Which means that Kira has to do. Uh, you uh, have some pretty good skill with your, your blasters. Mm hmm. Uh, All right. Um, you're able to kind of take out the blaster without a problem. So you can roll uh, a light attack or a light ranged attack. Uh, and you'll do this against three purple dice. Ooh, and I'm seeing in my dice pool one little yellow, two little green. Um, three purple. Hmm. then uh two successes two threats okay two successes and two threats okay uh so you get off a couple of shots and you actually hit both of them uh they're not like kill shots or anything like that um but you're able to uh hit them enough that you cause them to take some cover and you've definitely done some damage to them uh unfortunately two of your shots also hit the uh the speeder wagon (laughs) Um, and cause some level of damage to it, though as you go speeding by, um, you're not able to assess exactly what kind of damage you might have done to the speeder truck. Oh dear. Oops. Okay, so the... So I will get off of my... So I will slow down next to the transport with Bardwin. Uh, okay. Set my speeder off to crash and then run to the transport. Okay, where are you setting it off to crash? Um, so I want to like send it towards the guards with the intention to like that they'll jump out of the way and it'll like crash into the wall. They'll be forced to like jump out of the way. Okay. Uh, so make a piloting check for me against three purple dice as well. <sighs> okay. Planetary, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So I have two, two, three greens. Only, only make space checks when you're in space. I know. I always want to be in space though. What's the other the thing next to it? Oh, you you might actually have the same or a similar skill that uh, Lane has, which means that you have a skill that modifies the basic dice pool. So yeah, the it's like a black box almost. Yeah. So yep, you also have what's called skilled jockey. So um, you remove. So it's actually going to be 
one. Uh, it's actually only be two purple dice for you. Okay, so three green, two purple. Okay, here we go. Three successes. All right. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, so your speeder bike goes careening over to them, and they they both go running out of the way, uh, which takes them away from the speeder wagon. Yes. Um, your bike goes crashing into the wall near them. It does not explode. It just kind of goes crashing into the wall, breaks apart into a bunch of pieces, um, and they've scattered themselves away from the um, from the speeder wagon. Okay. Uh, enough that you you can get close to it. Okay. I will I will attempt I will I will board the transport. So someone's probably going to have to guide me to the right. transport at this point. I don't know where I am or who I am anymore. I'm guessing that's Kira's job since she knocked you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might uh want to find a back to tank. So I I yell at you guys to get on the transport. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of drag Lane with me. Well. Oh, no. <laughs> actually, um, Kira, you sped past the, um, the area when you were shooting at those guards. So you've sort of continued your way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have to come back around. Uh, but Dia, you can get the speeder bike, uh, the speeder wagon started. Okay. Um, you have Bardwin in there with you. Um, and you can kind of get it up and starting to go as you are getting prepped. I will do that. Okay. Yes. Start. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, uh, Dia, make another check of rolling one uh, blue die and one uh, black die together. One advantage. Advantage. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, Lane and Kira, you guys come back around. Um, in the meantime, another one of the prisoners has been knocked off their bike and killed. Um, so there's two two prisoners left that are still like you know still racing as if their lives depend on it because they do. Uh, and Kira and Lane, you're able to hobble your way off the bike, your own bike, and onto the speeder wagon. Um, the speeder wagon is kind of like a imagine like a VW bus type van type, you know, <laughs> type thing, um, but in, in speeder form. So it's got a couple of uh, rows of seats it could hold up to probably six or seven people um, plus a little bit of luggage um, and so the four of you are now piled into this speeder van um, with Dia at the control and uh, you are speeding off yay alright are you just speeding out of the canyon is that where you're off to I think getting out of the canyon is the first the first step okay <laughs> yes i don't really think we discussed what we were going to do next because the point was we need to get out of here first <laughs> yes get away from the people who are, are going to kill us 
Uh, Escape okay. first, plan so, later. <laughs> Dia, you you point the the speed, you know, the wagon towards the exit of Beggars Canyon, and you go zooming off. Uh, you can tell immediately as soon as you sort of take off that um, some damage has been done, and that it is the controls are not as um, controls are not as tight as they should be. That it kind of lists a little bit to the left. If you don't, uh, if you aren't keeping the the vehicle steady, um, okay. and that it uh, when you try to up the speed to its absolute absolute max, it actually starts it causes the wagon to start to shudder a little bit. Okay. So you have to back off the throttle a little bit. Okay. Um, so you're not able to run it at full performance. That it it took some some damage and and that's going to slow you down a little bit, but not a ton. Okay. Um, and you're a good enough pilot that uh, it it's not um, that. Uh, that big of a problem. Okay. Um, but you guys fire out of the canyon as you guys are sort of leaving. You can hear the cries of uh, <laughs> of anger and anguish from Zertok and others as you guys are escaping. Um, uh, and you go speeding out onto the uh, you know into the 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 desert into the sands of of Tatooine. Uh, unsure if anyone is on your tail or anyone is following you. Um, As you head out of the canyon, uh, you're headed south past most Espa, and uh, the the High Range is sort of the the area where you'll be approaching next, and you are, I'm guessing you're headed east, which is the general direction back towards Mos Eisley. Um, But you could kind of be going any direction you wanted. Oh, question for the group. Do we want to make our way back to Mos Eisley on this transport? Or do we want to go stop at another closer city and try to find a different one? I I kind of mutter from the back, ow... Kira, we need to I'll find a backup your... tank. <laughs> I'm assuming that I don't know when they will have one of those. What's the biggest city on Tatooine? Probably Moss Eisley. Uh, yeah, we should go to Moss Eisley. Also, bigger city means it'll be easier for us to disappear. Well, isn't that where our ship is too, anyway? Yeah, Moss okay. Eisley. Um, I mean, Anchorhead is there. big enough that they might. Uh, they probably do somewhere. Um, there's other places like, uh, like Bastine, uh-huh. which probably have medical services, but whether or not they have like full bank that back the tanks, unlikely, uh, since they're more like outposts. Um, there's any number of like small homesteads that may have some basic, uh, healing or basic, uh, medical, uh, um, uh, services. But yeah, if you're looking for, the biggest settlement or city, Mos Eisley, is probably your best bet. Okay. Then we will head towards Mos Eisley. Yes, yes. Let's go there. And also, if we need disguises or to pretend to not be the people who just messed up the pod race and attempted to fry a hut, yeah, that's probably better. (laughs) And that's where we landed, right? Yeah. So our ship is there. So we can leave. (laughs) Theoretically. And maybe get off this planet in one piece? Maybe. 
with sort of what we were looking for. <laughs> that would be really awesome. It would. Let's do that. Okay. Um, all right. So you set off with a, uh, you know, with a, a plot towards getting towards Malsaisley. <laughs> um, as you're going, uh, Bardwin is looking a little bit more relieved, certainly more relieved than he's looked in the last couple of days. Um, <laughs> Uh, and he says that if you're if we're you know making for Moss Eisley that you should um, make for the um, it's imperative that we make for the you know um, make for the hangars and make for the uh, the docking bays immediately that we have to get off the planet um, because we need to uh, we need to get into low orbit as soon as possible um, and he explains to you that he's fairly certain that the huts were actually holding the other members of the Karthak group, essentially, you know, the prize for the, uh, prize for the auction. He, they weren't actually holding them on the planet. They were holding them on a ship, uh, sort of modified prison ship of some kind in relatively low orbit. Um, uh, and that, uh, he's fairly certain he's got the like sort of coordinates and codes for the ship. And then if he can get you onto the ship, you might be able to either free the prisoners or take the ship over and you can kind of get them and get everybody to safety. Um, and so he's kind of imploring you to um, to head right to the hangar bays um, and to get off the planet as soon as they can. Okay, so I I. I will confer with Kira and and Lane, although he's not really with it. Malakili, I will find you. <laughs> and uh Well, he's gone delirious now. <laughs> I so I so I am what I think we should do is get into orbit, get the information from Bardwin, and then contact the lovely people we work for at the Rebel Alliance to come help us, please. <laughs> Very reasonable at this point. <laughs> Dia just wants to talk to Wedge. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? I'm not denying it, but if he can help us. Because I don't know if we're in the position right now to board a ship and rescue prisoners by ourselves without backup. I think we might need a little bit of help first. So why don't we put Lane back together <laughs> And then figure out how we're going to board the ship. Yes. So we will say yes. We will convene with our people, and we'll figure out how to get on the ship, how to how to save how to save the prisoners. So we assure him that we will be saving the prisoners. Yes, because we want them to. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, oh God. That's good. Uh, so, like I said, you're sort of making your way there. Um, and about what you assume is about halfway there, the halfway point. Um, you feel a couple of uh, small shutters coming, you know, in the the hover van, 
and uh, Kira or or Lane looking out behind you, you see a couple of speeders very quickly making an approach um, uh, from behind you. Um, and you can see blaster shots coming from them uh, aimed at your uh, uh, your sort of hover van there. And a couple of them are striking the back of the van, not really causing tons of damage, but certainly um, making you aware of the fact that there seem to be a couple of people on your tail. Uh, members of the Red Key who were in the original race with you, but whom uh, dropped out before the sort of death race portion of things started, um, that they seem to be chasing you down. Um, and certainly the damage that the hover van suffered earlier is probably what's allowed them to overtake you uh, at this point, um, since you've had to be traveling at less than uh, optimal speeds. But they are approaching uh, the van and kind of coming up along either side of you. There's two of them, each on an individual speeder, um, and they are rushing after you. And Kira uh, still has her blaster, correct? I, yeah, I think I still have a blaster. Kira does still have a blaster. No one else has a blaster. Is there any way to aim out of the transport? Yeah, are they close enough that we might be able to shoot them? Um, they're close enough that you could you could shoot at them. Yeah, um, like I said, it's kind of uh, like a VW bus, so it's got like some rather big sort of window <laughs> open, you know, openings that you can you could sort of lean out of and shoot out of if you need to. Is it also unreliable, impossible to work on, kind of slow, ugly, that sort of thing? Um, in the capable hands of you three, probably. <laughs> cool, I'm going to shoot out the back of the VW bus at the guys chasing us. Okay, um, so she's going to take some shots out the back of the bus. Uh, the other two of you, um, D, I assume you're continuing to just... Uh, I'm just driving. <clears throat> drive the bus or drive the van. Yeah, I'm just driving. Trying not to crash. Okay. And Lane. I I am sitting very still and trying not to uh trying not to cause myself any more pain. Okay. Uh Rocky, make a uh a blaster, you know, you can make a, a light weapon check against um three purple dice. Alrighty, one yellow, two green, three purple. Are you serious? Two successes, two threats again. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so you uh, put a couple shots into one of the speeders um, and it causes the speeder to start to um, like malfunction and judder and, and, and shudder back and forth. Um, and as the driver is trying to get under control, it's clear that that speeder is, is, is not going to be viable much longer. Um, so he actually jumps off of the speeder and lands on top of the van. Um, and there is now one of the red key thugs is on top of your hover van as it's speeding along. The other, um, person is still trailing behind him on a speeder bike, uh, but there's now someone on, t on the roof. Wow. Um, are there any other weapons in the van? 
Uh, none that you see. Does the van come equipped with it? Like, or is it just a transport? Uh, it, it doesn't like come a, come equipped with stuff. It, okay. it doesn't. Uh, it yeah, just doesn't. It have doesn't come equipped it. with any okay. weapons, and there aren't any weapons like lying around on it. Okay. Bummer. So I'm going to. Uh, so so you said before that the the if I if I went too fast. The van would kind of list, right? Yeah, it lists, and also like think about when you're just if you drive a car really, really fast, like right. the car starts to shake. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the van similarly will start to shake if you go too fast. All right. Um. Because of the damage it's it suffered. So floor it and drive crazy. Uh. Well, I don't want to drive too crazy because I don't want to crash. But I'm gonna try to speed up and swerve to enough to try to. Get the guy to dislodge the guy and get him off the van. Okay. Um, make a piloting check for me okay. uh, against three purple dice. Make sure you don't blow up or anything. And uh, <laughs> you do have that uh, yeah, so, skill jockey. So, really, two purple, right? Okay. Okay. All right. So, two green, two purple. Let's go. Two successes and two advantages. All right. Um, so you, uh, you know, accelerate the van and you start kind of driving a little more serpentine and, and generally causing the hover van to shake a little bit. And it's enough that you actually watch um, or you sort of you don't really see it since you're focused on the, the desert in front of you. But uh Lane, you watch as the guy loses his footing and goes tumbling off the back of the the hover van, <laughs> and it's all the other guy can do on his speeder to avoid crashing into his friend. But but he does avoid it. So okay. you have successfully dislodged the red key thug from the roof of the hover van and left him uh, strewn about the desert. Um, Sweet. With uh, the one individual still chasing you guys down. Okay. Well played. We keep wanting to shoot shoot that guy. Keep wanting to just keep trying yeah, to get I say him you out. take another shot at him. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds good. Okay. Let me guess. Another light weapons check? Yep, same as before. Um I'm also going to let you add one boost die, which is the light blue die. You can add one boost die to this check. It's a result of the extra advantage that Dia had from her uh, her superb Woo-hoo. piloting skills. Excellent. So one yellow, two green, one blue, three purple. Correct. <laughs> Two successes. Now we're down to only one threat this time. Ooh. Nice. Um, so let me see here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you actually take a, a really um, 
you take a really well-placed uh, shot. You hit him right in the chest, and he goes uh, sprawling over the side of his uh, his speeder bike and crashing to the desert floor, and the speeder bike kind of goes careening into the ground next to him. Nice. Uh, yes, and so, you have eluded the uh, the two people that were chasing you. So I continue. Yay! I continue driving as fast as possible without crashing. Okay. Heading towards Moss Eisley. Yes. In the meantime, I send Kira to check to see if there's a med kit and if there's anything she can do for poor Lane. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. <laughs> Um, there are in a small compartment, you find some like basic bandages and wraps, but you don't really find a whole lot of actual medical equipment in there. Um, it looks like it's good enough that you can kind of bandage up any of the scrapes or cuts that he has from being dragged along the, the floor of the, the canyon a little bit. Um, but he, it doesn't have, you know, uh, medicines or, 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 you know, uh, any amount of like, you know, small amounts of Bacta or anything like anything that you could actually use to uh, to heal him okay. um, mm. too much. Well, but you're able to kind of like wrap up some of his bruises and wounds a little bit. So at the very least, they won't cause him as much dif- discomfort. Um, so there's no space equivalent of ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you guys are going to make it back to Mos Eisley. Um, uh, without any more incident. Um, and again, Bardwin is telling you, you need to get to a, um, you need to get to a, a ship immediately. Um, but you guys can make your own decisions about your timetable, um, given your, your individual needs or, or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Given that we definitely need to get Lane to somebody who actually knows something about medicine. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we want to get him treated in Moss Eisley, or do we want to try to get off the planet? We can probably get someone in Moss Eisley to at least stabilize him and make sure nothing worse is going to happen. Okay, that's probably important. Well, I'm I, I'm not bleeding out right now. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm concussed badly, but I I I I, I kind of grown ship space now. Do we want to be listening to the guy with the concussion? <laughs> uh, um, I feel like we should at least make sure that he's not in horrible danger. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ship space now. Okay. Um. So he wants um, to leave. All right, then. I... Sure. Also, I'm pretty sure there's medical supplies on our ship. Oh. Well, yeah. So we go to the spaceport to to our ship. Our destination is our ship. Okay. Um. So your your ship is still uh is still where you docked it. Um. It's still it's still there. Um. <laughs> and you uh put in for a you know a docking assign you know a, a lift off slot. Um. And you're granted it. 
Um, and Bardwin explains that, you know, he says, great, you know, let's get on board and, and I'll give you the, you know, uh, I give the information I have about where exactly the ship is. Um, he kind of, uh, he stops for a second. He says, you know, I hope you have some extra firepower on board because, you know, I don't think that we're going to be able to just take the ship by asking nicely. Um, uh, he says that, um, you know, he is, is, uh, wouldn't be surprised if other groups who bid and missed out on the auction weren't trying to, you know, track down the, the prize just as, as they were, um, so he says that, you know, they, we should be ready for anything. Um, but he says that, you know, he uh, is, you know, he'll be ready whenever you guys are. All right. So I think we should need to get off the planet and then contact our esteemed leader. Well, it's, it's, it sounded like he's, he was okay with us taking some time to supply up. Right. But we don't really have backup. We need to call for backup. But do we, we we still have some time to like find an arms merchant, don't we? I guess I I don't know about anyone else, but I think I'd also like to eat something, <laughs> get some sleep, maybe. Now we're thinking like the Merc team. <laughs> yes, where's the spa? I mean, we haven't eaten in a while. You need to eat to survive and drink water. We are in a desert, so yeah. <laughs> I've had a little bit of time to get my bearings back. Am I? I, 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 I think I'm okay to move about Mos Eisley a bit. I have an idea, and it's a really stupid one. <laughs> All right, what is it? <laughs> we can go try to find backup people. Backup people. Hire people to help us. You want to hire mercs? <laughs> How many credits do we have on us? For a minute, all I could think of was backup dancers, and I don't think that was what we meant. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's the beginning of Mercy Kill, maybe. <laughs> you, you want to hire mercs. Listen, all I'm saying is it wouldn't be a necessarily a bad idea to go to the Mos Eisley Cantina. We can eat something or drink something there at least. And see who's around. We're not allowed to set off any thermal detonators this time. No, we, uh, we I can won't. try and find an arms dealer to work with. Because we don't have the weapons we came here with anymore. But I'm also worried about <laughs> the people catching up to us. Yes. That. And not leaving. So. So should we stay here I, longer still, than we need to or get out? I've still got a pounding headache. So I turn to Bardwin and say, how soon do you think we need to be off the ground and in hard vacuum again? Uh, he thinks about it for a minute and he suggests that you you probably have probably can't spare more than a night um, that, you know, uh, the all the events that have occurred with the auction not going off as planned, which with the race not going off as planned, with everything that's gone on, it's likely that Zertok will probably move the uh, the prisoners um, sooner rather than later. 
um, that, you know, he will either bring them, he will either actually sell them off and give them to someone or he'll bring them somewhere more secure um, that it's likely that they probably won't be sitting in lower, you know, low orbit for, uh, for much longer. Um, but given what just happened, he's probably at this very moment, probably more angry at what you all just did. And thus he may be more focused on trying to find you, which may delay him from, you know, taking other action, um, like moving the prisoners, et cetera. Okay. So we've got at least a night. Well, that's a, a night until they move the prisoners, but we also have an angry hut on our trail. So I'm thinking maybe try to find some supplies and then leave ASAP. And before we leave, send off a message saying that we need help. So I don't think this hut knows this is our ship. I hope not. What if we make? I want some quick disguises, also. Yeah, do we have disguises in our ship, or can we just go buy some? You can. You could go buy some. Can we go to a hat store? Yeah, just get some new outfits, (laughs) just so we look a little bit less like the people who just totally ruined the pod race. Okay, that's a good idea. Actually, let's go shopping. Uh, There's got to be some kind. Let's go. There's got to be some kind of bazaar near here. Get uh, losers. We're going shopping. Let's go supply and disguise up, and then come back and head out. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I guess we uh, secure the ship Mm -hmm. and carefully, trying not to draw too much attention to ourselves, head out into the marketplace. Well, is there anything on the ship that we can change into there? Like, any clothes that we can change into there? Um... Yeah, there's like there's some extra, you know, clothes that you brought with you that were already on the ship. Okay. Um, we should all at least change them. And yeah, there's some extras. Okay, let's all change. Yeah, I, I Bardwin can take some Elaine's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I get some clothes that haven't been torn up by being dragged through a canyon. That that makes sense. And uh, were there any other arms, weapons we had stored on the ship that we didn't take out with us? Uh, items? Not really. Okay. So, uh, first things first, let's go buy ourselves some sidearms and weapons again. So we're not trying to fend everything off with rocks and our fists. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, we head out of the hangar uh, towards, I'm assuming there's a marketplace nearby, and I'm looking for an arms dealer. Uh, I mean, you're you're able to find people who are dealing in weapons or other things like that pretty easily on Mos Eisley. Or in Mos Eisley. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I 
So I, I walk I walk up to a merchant that's got arms for sales, and I, I'm looking I, I'm looking for a blaster pistol. And I uh, walk up to the first merchant I see and uh, just ask him to show me what he's got and ask him what his prices are. Okay. Um, you want just a regular blaster pistol? Well, I mean, I'll take that, but uh, what else you got? I mean, he has a variety of, like, blaster pistols and carbines and, you know, a couple of blaster rifles, um, kind of has a variety of... Well, my, my class range, or, uh... My class rank or career is definitely uh would air towards um would air towards a nice blaster pistol. As I have a nice check mark in career rank for ranged light. So uh, yeah, I will I will go with a I will go with a blaster pistol of some sort. Okay. Uh, that's going to cost you 400 credits. Okay, how much were we given at the beginning of this game again? <laughs> uh, you were given, uh, not that many, but you were given some because you were supposed to use some on the auction. Uh, yeah, and the auction you know, ain't happening now. <laughs> several thousand credits. Okay, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take that pistol. Um, uh, Kira, Dia, you should probably, uh, arm up too sounds good to me well Kira already has a blaster so yes yes I do and so far it's been a very good idea so uh Dia I buy I buy one uh, a blaster okay. pistol yes blaster pistol okay so we throw a uh, we uh pay 800 credits and uh Grab those pistols and uh Do we also leak. want one for um uh Bardwin? Uh okay, let's step out of universe and towards the table. Tom, uh, are there any rules on uh, arming NPCs? <laughs> <laughs> um I mean if you arm an NPC, you are no longer in control of what that NPC does with the armament. Maybe we don't give him one. We'll hold off on that. He can buy one with his own money if he wants. <laughs> yep. Okay, and I, I, uh, I holster, uh, holster that uh, blaster pistol. I turn to Ki- Kieran D and uh, and say, uh, "So you also mentioned you wanted disguises. What do you mean by disguises?" Um, some kind of different outfit that isn't this one. Cloaks would be a good idea with hoods. A big hat. Yes, a big floppy hat. <laughs> so cloaks and big floppy hats. I want, <laughs> I want a poncho and a desert floppy hat, like the moisture farmers wear. Yeah. Well, if we're. <laughs> lead, yeah. lead the lead the way, Dia. Lead the way. I We're had... going to end up dressed really horribly, aren't we? 
better you, than being killed. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I agree entirely. I sort of rub my I want, temples. And I want like some kind of hat with a big brim so that you can't really see my face very well. <laughs> I, I sort of rub my temples and I just shake my head and say, you know what, Dia? I'm just letting you make the choices for me. You pick something for me. Okay. And I follow out of out of universe. You lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> you said we weren't wearing women's clothes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Back in universe. <laughs> so I fall I follow I follow Dia over to another clothing who's got, store who's got uh clothing and other such wares I look for a poncho and a desert hat for me I look for a another poncho and a bonnet type hat for Lane <laughs> I'm not wearing this <laughs> You just told me I can make your decisions. Uh, fine. Do we have everything we need? Kiara needs a floppy hat. Alright, I, I grab I grab some kind of floppy hat that that disguises me fairly well. Totally. Okay. <laughs> now I think we have everything we need. Yep. We all look totally ridiculous. It's great. All right. So you guys have you rearmed yourselves and acquired uh, fancy uh, uh, fancy disguises. That was so a lot quicker shopping trip than the Merc team did. Yeah, it only, took a, it only took us ten minutes and not two episodes. <laughs> all right. So we ready to head back to the ship, or is there anything else we need? Uh. Let's I don't... go back to the ship before we buy anything else strange. Or we get, get caught. Get caught. So we we make our way uh quickly back to the ship and uh we uh we we get ready to launch out. Yep. Okay. Who's go- who's gonna fly the ship? Who's flying? You're flying. Okay. Yes, whoever's best at it and least likely to do something stupid. All right. I lift off. Oh, we need to contact um, Wedge. Yes, we should do that. We'll do that from space. Yes. Okay. So we lift off. Okay. You lift off and... uh... Bardwin gives you all the kind of general coordinates or directions to where the ship is probably docked. Okay. Um, as the ship is rising into, you know, from orbit, what message do you want to send? Um, that the mission has not gone entirely to plan. However, we have acquired information about extracting important prisoners and require backup. 
information vital to the survival of the rebellion. Okay. Um, so, all right, you send off the message, um, and you you wonder uh, if if there'll be any reply to it. Um, and as your uh, ship rises, you know, out of uh, Tatooine and kind of um, heads more clearly into the vacuum of space, as you come around the far side oh, of Tatooine, no. um, matching roughly the exact uh, spot. Um, or area where it seemed like Bardwin suggested the ship would be, you all see uh, one of these ships simply hanging there in orbit. Oh, no. Oh. That wasn't Um, as bad as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. I thought it was going to be a Star Destroyer. Nope. Uh, you Bring see one of the ships simply hanging there in orbit. However, it um, does not look like um, any of the rebel versions that you've seen. Um, it is actually painted um, entirely black. Um, oh. It has no uh, formal designations anywhere on it. It um, has black with some white accenting um, but and no insignias. Um, and it is simply hovering there in space and Bardwin points out uh, from the cockpit and says, you know, there, that's where they're keeping Karthak. Um, that's where, uh, that's where the rebels, um, that's where the rebels will, will find the key to winning the war. And that my friends is where we're going <laughs> to leave our episode this evening. Oh, yay. Yay. We get to infiltrate a starship. Oh, that was great. Yes. <laughs> We didn't totally blow up. We got away. Hopefully. <laughs> you did not totally blow up. It was entertaining. I got horribly concussed. It was your wow. idea. <laughs> not that I made things better, but. <laughs> uh, okay, Tom, that was awesome. So, well, no, yeah, that was good. That was uh, that was fun and great. And I know we said this at the end of last episode, (laughs) but we are actually going to have a more regular schedule of episodes. Yes, we Um, we've already got some stuff scheduled and then we didn't do that. But this time, second time, third time's the charm. Totally going to happen. Yep. uh, 17th or 17th or 18th. I think we're going to record an interstitial episode before uh, Tom heads to San Diego Comic Con. And yep. then a uh, week or the week after the week after that, or uh, one or two weeks after that, we're back with the Merc team. Yes. Yay. That will be a ton of fun. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll do that. And then, you know, we'll be back with the Rebel team, um, hopefully, I would say early to mid August. Um, and we'll keep rolling from there. And who knows what's going to happen in the future? <laughs> Ooh. Only me. Um, <laughs> Yes, uh, I would say too at this point, Rebel Team. If you have not listened to any of the Merc episodes, or if you have not listened to any of the recent Merc episodes, you should absolutely feel free at this point to go and listen to them. Um, just as the Merc Team should probably start listening to your episodes. Ooh. Uh, yeah. 
but that'll be cool. Um, I think we're going to figure out exactly what the interstitial episode next week is going to be. Um, it will not be like a story. Uh, it will not actually be us playing the game. It will be something else about uh, Star Wars RPGs, RPGs in general. But we will figure that out. We'll have some conglomeration of the Rebel and Merc team on the show, and we will talk and chat and do whatever it is we decide to do. But more on that soon. Um, but if no one else has any questions or any other things they want to do or say, I think we can kind of wrap things up for the evening. Very cool. Well, thank you again for listening to another episode of Of Dice and Droids. We're going to be back again soon. We've got a big schedule of fun stuff coming up, so stay tuned. Tom, thanks for another great adventure. Thank you. All right. So long, everyone. Bye. Good night. This podcast is still not canon. For more information about the campaign and Star Wars tabletop RPGs, visit Tashi-Station.net.